Where is the beautiful girl? Uh, my granddaughter, Amelia. <laughs> she is gorgeous. Let us take a closer look. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, morning, noon, and evening time listeners of all sexual orientations, religions, creeds, colors, political preferences, please put your hands and feet together for James and Kevin! You would only qualify as a speaker for the Democratic National Convention. You're much too positive for the Republican one, buddy. I'm <laughs> that's sorry. True. That's true. You know, I, I think that's in my future. I'm hoping it's in my future. You'll pull the magic out of a hat. That's true. Yeah. I will. You'll create uh, some magic for America. Although, I don't know. I, th- I feel like i got to be independent. I feel like I can't I can't subscribe to either political party at this point. Things are just crazy. I gotta be I'm a part of the magic party. It's gonna be a, a you're gonna be a writing candidate for it's about twelve one. people. Listen, um, anyone listening you're gonna get twelve votes. I'm voting I'm I'm running for president. If you wanna vote you're for me. You're not eligible. Uh, oh that's right, I'm not thirty five. Shit. That's okay. You got a while. Twenty twenty eight maybe. Anyway, yeah. Bad amount. Yeah. Well, right. yeah. Uh, in a couple years. In a couple years, I'm a writing candidate. But until then, welcome to Bros Do Rom Coms, the weekly podcast where two people you most likely know because let's face it, who the hell else will be listening? Watch romantic comedy and then talk about it. My name is Kevin and I'm James. And this week we're talking about Princess Diaries. Yeah. Two twenty-somethings talking about a movie made for eight-year-old girls. Yep, yep. And I think I watched it when I was about eight or nine or ten. You and Laura watched it together? Oh, yeah. Me and my twin sis watched it together. We loved it. I remember it was a childhood classic of mine. I've seen it at least five or six times. you relate to Mia Thermopolis? I relate to her. You know, you asked me that, and I'll admit to you, I do relate to her. Um, I always had dreams of of a a long-forgotten grandmother coming and telling me that I'm a a princess. (laughs) Hasn't happened yet, but... uh, but one day, Kev. One day, one day. Um, well, you know, you know why we picked this movie this week? Right, uh, to enlighten us, James. Oh, so Gary Marshall, who is the famed uh, rom-com director, he mm-hmm. would be one of the most famous rom-com directors. He would be on the Mount Rushmore of romantic comedy directing. Yeah. Uh, I, wonder, I wonder every week if you're the only one keeping track of these things. You know, I mean, Gary Marshall's pretty prominent. He created Happy Days. He created okay. Laverne and Shirley. He's got a long uh, career. He directs, so yeah, Pretty Woman. Yeah. Runaway Bride, Princess Diaries. And so you texted me earlier Diaries this week. Too. Earlier. Yeah, I gave you a list, and this is the one he chose. <clears throat> what you, well, you told me you told me he he had died. Yeah. So good. you know, pour some out for pour some out for Gary Marshall. But so he died, and you said, of course, we'd have to make a tribute episode to him by choosing exactly. choosing a movie, watching it, mm-hmm. and podcasting about it. And here we are. Um, you gave me a couple choices. Yeah, I thought we were going to go with Pretty Woman, but right. you, you're a pretty, pretty princess on the inside. I w- so we went with this one. I was adamant about Princess Diaries because I had seen it before and remembered it being better than it was. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, this movie was made for eight-year-old girls. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's a high school – it's like a rom-com, but it's also a high school movie, but like not a good high school movie. Like, you know, we watched Clueless. That was like pretty entertaining yeah, yeah. and yeah. funny. Uh, but this one was way more, you know, it is, said, this is our first Disney yeah, movie. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, this is a cartoon first, on screen, right? Our first yeah. Disney, mm-hmm. uh, actual Disney movie. Um, but in all due respect to like Gary Marshall, let's, we'll honor him and we'll not give, talk about crap about his movies. Right. No, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, he did finish his career with the trilogy of all trilogies, probably that? the worst, crappiest trilogy of loosely related movies based on holidays uh, throughout the year, so what? he did what Valentine's Day, which was like uh, oh, I think he told me about that. Romances all all yeah, through Valentine's he told Day. Me about that. Then there was New Year's Eve, which was centered on romances around New Year's Eve. Around New Year's Eve, yeah, and then he cool. finished his last movie, which was actually re- released recently. Halloween. 
<laughs> no. No. He did not direct Michael <laughs> President's Myers. Day. Uh, President's Day also could Romance have been a good one. Romance is around President. Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. Mother's so Day. He finished with Mother's Day. Oh, some mother, mother, yeah. mother children love. That's the one he went out on. Oh. Poor guy. Well. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Rest in peace, buddy. Yeah. R.I.P. Pretty uh, Woman was Gary a great Marshall. movie. I'm still bitter of it because that's not really how prostitutes look. They is do it? Not, prostitutes do not look like Julia Roberts. They oh. do not walk Hollywood Boulevard looking like Julia Roberts, but no, we'll forgive I, them for that. I haven't seen the movie, so I can't say. Anyways, we're, we're diving too far in the rom-com. we got to back it up. Yeah, my goodness. We haven't even gotten to the to the Bros Do News of the Week. We haven't got to Bros Do Politics, Bros Do Bachelorette, Bros Do... Not Game of Thrones. No Game sadly. of Thrones this yeah, week, we'll sadly. We'll find a new show no, to give you guys updates on. No news. Um, but uh, So I guess we'll start with uh, News in the Life of Kevin and James, one of our most popular segments, according to... No feedback because we don't get any feedback. But uh, news in the life of Kevin James <laughs> once, once a month. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, I guess I'll start. Uh, news in the life of Kevin. You, you're a rap star. Well, yeah, yes, that's true. You blew up on swimming channels. We blew up on all the swimming channels. We got sent. <laughs> so last week, if you were listening, we uh, we talked about how um, me and my good friend Colin Babcock released or were about to release a rap video based around swimming called In My Speedo also known as the Speedo Rap. Uh, and so we did. We um, we actually got some uh, some press due to my un- PR? unbelievable PR skills learned wow. from four months of my uh, working at a uh, startup not to be named. Um, but uh, Clinkle. Clinkle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Google Clinkle and you'll, you guys will appreciate that uh, more. Yeah, that uh, disaster explosion. Featured on Silicon Valley. Yeah. Uh, one of the punchlines of the startup culture of San Francisco. Absolutely. So and, and, Kevin and well deserved it, and I mm-hmm. and I did I did work there, um, though I was not personally responsible for it exploding into the smithereens that it exists as today. But in any case, we released our rap video, and we uh, all the swimming publications picked it up. It was pretty cool. Oh, swim issues, swim swam, swim swam, swimming world, USA swimming, speedo. USA swimming picked it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. uh, so we got yeah we got some we got some good coverage there and a lot you got of hundred new Instagram followers. I got a hundred new Instagram guys. I'm huge on Instagram. Uh, it's getting un- unbelievable. It's just my hundreds of thousands of wow. uh, mm-hmm. nuts. No, I don't have any really, um, but yeah, we got we got some pub we got some publication. It was pretty cool, and we got I think. Really, actually disappointed with how many views we got. We were hoping to to destroy and get like a hundred thousand, but we ended up getting like twenty. Twenty thousand. Twenty thousand. I mean, so. that's pretty good. It's yeah, about it's better than hundred. A thousand times more uh, views. Than oh yeah. gets listened. <clears throat> it's the so. most. It's the most popular thing I've ever created by far, for sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so that's my that's my news of the week. We released our video. Go check it out. Uh, you can find it on YouTube by searching "The Speedo Rap." Wow. James, you got any news? See, I'm running the San Francisco Marathon on Sunday. Yeah. And I'm not at all prepared. And I shouldn't be drinking right now, but I'm actually, you know, no, you open de- up a new wine. No, you're dedicated to Bros to Rom-Coms, which is it's responsibility, yeah. As am I, as are you. And we cannot, no matter what, I was drinking wine and doing Bros to Rom-Coms right before Olympic trials. We were swimming at 50 free. It lasted 22.8 seconds. <laughs> this is the last How, four hours. Four hours? Yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty. That sounds like a little, Almost a little nervous. You could drink a couple bottles. My of wine. ankle kind of hurts. My hip kind of hurts. I don't know. In the middle of that race, you have enough time to break and like have a little rosé on the side. I'm gonna have a rosé at the end. I'm gonna. I'm planning on being asleep by one o'clock. By one dr- o'clock. Drunk and asleep by one o'clock. Yeah. See, my my Sunday is apparently, according to uh, our producer, I am responsible for helping him move on Sunday. What is that? Are you guys going to come wa- uh, watch me cross the finish line? I'm coming. Yeah, okay. I guarantee yeah. you. I can't speak if for I make him, it. but yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. I've been telling you that for weeks, man. 
Yeah, so Maybe I go off at five forty-five in the morning. I won't be up at that point, but I'm going to try. But I'll probably take about four hours. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't I'll be, tra- I'll be tracking your location on your phone. Wait, are you not allowed to have your phone? Okay. What? I'm going to be wearing a chip in my uh, arm. Okay. They, they insert a chip. Yeah, they just they don't really do that. plug it in no, there. They don't. Yeah. I made that joke about six times. Last I, week, yeah. All my listeners haven't heard yeah. it yet. <laughs> I think I made that uh, joke. My mom's coming to visit. Okay, that's good. She's yeah. coming for the weekend? Yeah. She's she's, yeah. She, gonna she hasn't seen – it's been six years since she's seen me perform <laughs> athletically. So I think she's missing it. <laughs> she's like, I have to come. It's going to be way less glorious. The only thing finish. she's seen me is she caught, she used to come to every swim meet you know, I ever had. But I think the only thing she's seen me perform athletically is the my alumni relays, right. which are 50, of me showing up hungover. Uh, and then swimming two laps. Then swimming two laps, getting yeah. out, horsing and, around. Yeah. But now I'm actually doing a quality physical endeavor like I used to oh, do yeah. in college swimming. Yeah, a full-on marathon. Next step, Ironman for you. No. No, I think this is it. I'm going to go out. Going out with a bang. In mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't want to end on the high note of like, you know, well, Division people, I People asked me if I did a half marathon. I said, no, I just want to go to the full. I really don't enjoy marathons or running. I mean, long. didn't you do a half marathon? You just ran 20 miles. Yeah, but 20 sucks, man. I That's mean, more than a half marathon. Like 13 is easy. 13 is like easy. The is difference between 13 and 20 is, is ridiculous. Well, think about the yeah. difference between uh, 20 and 26, huh? That's why I'm opening up a new bottle of wine, because I don't want to think about the difference between 20 and 26, man. That's going to be so painful. So, Anyways, it'll be a great experience. It'll be fun. I've never done it before. It'll be yeah. a life accomplishment. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm super uh, proud of you already, man. Yeah. I'm pumped to, uh, to watch I'm getting my play. I'm getting my playlist ready. You're right. Yeah. I've been curating a breakup playlist. You, no. <laughs> you're, not gonna listen, you're not going to listen to a breakup playlist. I don't playlist know. I'm thinking you. about it. I'm oh thinking about God. it. I don't know, but I'll probably I'll, I'll probably go with some different. You want to hear some samples from it? Absolutely, I do. Okay. All right. Don't judge me, every audience. It's this is your this is your song that you're gonna yeah. play. It's a, probably. It's just, you just have this on repeat the whole time. Re- no, For no, I got hours. other ones. I got other ones. Oh, what else do we got? Let's see. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> No, I, if dude, you're gonna have the most depressed four hours of your life. You think that this is gonna help you? What about this one? I mean, okay, I could jam. I, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah, I could jam to that. I could run to that. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. All right, what do we got? Is there anything else? I mean, that, yeah, that's better. I mean, than I mean it's ones. better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, enough of that. You gotta listen. Okay. Listen. All right. We gotta. All right. I gotta help you. We gotta make you uh, a new playlist. A new playlist for yeah. your for your run because that's. We'll see about it. I don't mm-hmm. think that's gonna help you win this race. You're planning on winning it, or? I'm gonna win Wave James. You're gonna win James Wave. James Wave. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna be the number one of one. Well, I'm. Uh, yeah. As I said, I'm excited to be there. I'm excited to watch you finish, and I'm excited to brunch with you afterwards. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, uh-huh. Speaking of brunch, speaking of wine, speaking of you drinking wine right now, I think we've approached uh, the cusp of our most popular segment, wine of the week. Wine and so, of the week. <laughs> and so, <Rose>. our first <laughs> classic white girls that we are. Our first rosé. I think it's our first rosé. Um, it is the uh, Mortal Rosé. 2014 of Cobza Wines of Cinega Valley. I don't know where that is, but it's, just, it's not important. It's not important. It was given to me uh, from a client after a gig, my first wine gift, my first rosé gift um, from a but client. From a client. You sound so professional, Kevin. You're really making a dent in the magic world. Oh, man. You don't even know, man. For sure. So here's, uh, here's what we got. Uh, description. 
of this wine. Really, it's boring, so I'm not going to read it. But it's tasty. Highly recommended. The Mortal Rosé 2014 Cobes of Wine. Uh, okay, so that's Wine of the Week. It's delicious. Recommend it. But we also have, we actually have two Wines of the Week, and James has already passed the Rosé because we started drinking the Rosé during... Mercedes L- Lauren? The Mercedes know. Lauren? I don't know. <laughs> it is the tastiest of $10 Cabernets at the wine shop down the street. It's great. Um, this is the cheapest bottle of wine they have, I found out. Um, hey, I'll write off on your magician taxes. But it's tasty. It's Small tasty. business expense. For sure. Um, but we finished the rosé, or at least James finished his half, uh, during uh, Bros Do Politics, which yeah. we participated in earlier. Bros were doing Obama. Not literally doing Obama. Bros watching Bros were Obama. watching Obama. Yeah. Yeah. He had a fantastic speech during the Democratic he knows how to give National a good speech. Convention. Oh, yeah. that's for damn sure. Yeah, he's the LeBron James of speeches. I mean, he has the best speech writer in the world, I'm sure. I mean, how I think can he's, you? It's, I think his oration, his delivery is pretty skillful. Oh, yeah, both, for sure. Mm. Uh, yeah, incredible. He knew exactly what – or the, the, the speech was written so perfectly to, to point on every, like, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was right. It was attacking the Donald it was very directly. He even called him the Donald, which I thought was interesting. he did. Yeah, it's kind of mocking him a little bit, a little bit. I mean, the, mm-hmm. Donald did tell everybody in the country that he was Obama was born in Kenya, so yeah. I think there's a little personal beef there. There might be, yeah. But yeah, Obama's speech was very good. I think every uh, every dead Republican is rolling over in their grave about how good it was and how that's the Democratic current Democratic president and their candidate is currently Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, you know, you don't hear a Democratic president mention two oh. dead Republican presidents often. No, yeah, no. Teddy Roosevelt and Ronald Reagan, man. But uh, it was a good speech. Made me excited. Made me kind of miss. It made me. It made me miss Obama already. Because and and to be fair, I'm not very involved in politics or following politics. Yeah, I don't. No politician truly appeals to the magician community. Not enough, in my opinion, no, to be no. honest. Like the po- it's a big community. The, magi- the magician lobby hasn't quite. Hasn't quite caught up to the gun lobby just yet. I'll be honest, we don't even have a lobby. We don't have a lobby. Our lobby is like, you know, three guys with cards. Five people in a lobby. It's literally (laughs) people in a lobby waiting to go to a magic convention. Not very powerful. Not a lot of It sounds like the... No, it's mostly mostly, mostly men. All all men. Yeah. Um, We're disappointed that Comic-Con seems to have just uh, like 50% female at Comic-Con. There's so many girls at Comic-Con. Magic Con. See, nerds have won, but magicians are still. Magicians no. are still the ultimate still nerd. Cool. Yeah. Because we have about 1.5% female to male. Was, is there a common uh, gay population among the magicians? Uh, you know, we've talked about this before. Is that, I think is, is, did my brother in law suggest that on Saturday oh, night? Oh, yeah, no, no, I've oh, mentioned okay. it before because there, I'll be honest with you, a lot of magicians are gay. A lot of magicians are gay. Uh, in fact, one of my good uh, one of my good friends, who's a magician, wrote a song called "All Magicians Are Gay." It's actually fantastic. You can find it on YouTube. It's part, <laughs> I mean, you can find it on iTunes. It's a part of his magic musical. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, James Galea, my other good friend. Uh, his name James, other than you, James. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's the guy who produced the show that I toured with in New Zealand, Band of Magicians, and he's also gay. Okay. So, uh, but other other famous. Male gay magicians, Darren Brown. Uh, oh, James, the British guy we watched. Yep, James, yeah. James Randy. Uh, what's the guy from How I, How I Met Your Mother? Uh, suit, suit, suit Up? 
Okay. Uh, oh, I haven't blanked on his name. Barney? Barney, yeah. yeah, I can't. I'm blanking on his name. I was about to say Anthony Michael. Neil Hall. Patrick Harris. Neil Patrick Harris. Boom. Yeah. He's another magician who's yeah, got me. I'm, I'm slipping. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, well, that's four. So I think I'll stop at that. So That's pretty good list. Uh, yeah, and I only know like six magicians. So, uh, yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of magicians. Yeah. Okay. okay, fair enough. Anyways, moving on from that uh, tangent. Um, Bachelorette? Bros to, bros to Bachelorette. Bros to Bachelorette. Oh, man. Why not? I guess I was the only one that watched it this week. Yeah, I didn't watch it this week. I missed it. Yeah, that. she got narrowed down to the final two. Mm. So this is how cruel she is, JoJo, the beautiful JoJo. Yep. She took – so this week was a fantasy suite. Uh, <gasps> so this is where during the Bachelorette where they had the first opportunity to have an overnight date. Wait, they had an overnight date? This is a, yeah, the fantasy suites. It's an overnight date. They like stay in a hotel room? They stay in a hotel room. No cameras? No cameras. And what? they can do whatever they want. How do they how do you know what goes on in there? We don't, but we just assume that they bang. That they bang. Do you think they banged? I guarantee with a hundred percent certainty that her and Jordan Rogers had sex. hundred percent? There's just no way possibility. I'm pretty they... sure she had sex with the other guy. You're pretty sure. Pretty sure. But she usually goes with three, right? Why does so, she only go with two? Because she kicked off. She brought people. one. So this guy is is walking into his hotel room with this with this smoking hot, beautiful, talented, amazing, smart woman, and he walks in the hotel room. They have some prosecco. I think it's prosecco. I don't know if it was or not. Nice. We should um, get some of that. And, and next one of the week. Yeah. And he confesses his love um, for her. Huh. And he says, "Jojo, in this suite, I love you." You know who's this? One of the guys who got Chase. kicked off. Chase. Chase. Yeah. So. There's a choice to go to the fantasy suite or not. Oh, I see. So he's past that choice already. They're in the suite. So they're in the suite. So that's like right. a step. You think you're over the hump. You're like getting your, you know, playing your game on. You're like yeah. figuring out what position, reverse yeah. cowgirl, yeah. you know, doggy mission, whatever, whatever. you're going to do. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Anything goes. Pull the anything, hair, spanking. Going mine. And then to seal the deal, the or maybe because he actually felt this, he says, I love you <gasps> to JoJo. How romantic. And she leaves the room. And has like dramatic moments with herself because it's television. Wait, wait, she didn't want him to say I love you? She, I think she did, but then she comes back. Didn't all the other guys say I love you already? They, like eight guys said I love you. But she comes Jesus back Christ. and she, then she kicks him out and she says, I'm, I don't feel the same way. I think you have, like, I think you should go home. Oh, <gasps> man. And he, uh, he was so pissed on the way out. He's like, this is like getting your then, pants pulled down, getting kicked in the ball. And then he was I mean, done. Then he was kicked off the done. show. Could you the imagine that? You ma- imagine what a go home as in home home. I mean, you talk. You think about we have girl problems. Talk oh. about going on a reality show and thinking you're going to sleep with this beautiful woman and having it just ripped from you. Well, I've been telling you the whole time, man. I, I would like to go try and get to the end and then say, you know, actually, I don't think you're the girl for me. But uh, nice to meet you. You, do that. you probably and just do that. You do that later. after the show usually. After the show. After the show. No, yeah. do it on the show. I mean, Mess with the baller. system, man. I think we should get you to try out for the Bachelorette next season. I mean, you can. You know that how they have these stupid oh, job yeah. titles yeah. like erection, defunct, <laughs> erectile defunction, dysfunction, dysfunction specialist. specialist. I can't even right. speak. I'm on a podcast. Uh, you know, former competitive swimmer, which yeah. we both could do. Yeah. So one of the finalists is a former competitive swimmer. Yeah. A college swimmer. He's swimming Florida we State. We got that. We got that. We can. We totally got that. But you have the ultimate trump card. Like, see with me, like, you say, like, banker, consultant, like, it's not really that exciting rom-com at all. Rom-com expert. Rom-com expert. Rom-com, host a rom-com podcast. But you come in, and your your occupation is magician. Magician mind reader, mentalist extraordinary, yeah. You know, they'll just say magician. Magician. And then, and you'll do a magic <laughs> trick for her, for the bachelorette as you walk in, that'll be your intro. Well, if she doesn't give me a rose, then, I'll say, screw it, I got my own, and just pop it out of nowhere, like, flames, and then just have a rose. 
in my hand. I'm yeah, good. yeah, you can do that. And yeah. and then the bachelorette will ask you, was like, so she was asking the same question that my sister asked. You met my sister last weekend, my oldest sister. Yeah, it's true. James and, is James's sister. And she asked, and she's like, are you town. really a magician? Yeah, yeah. And she also insulted your college degree. <laughs> yeah, she After you, you said you so ma- funny. majored in psychology. Well, she, she, so it was funny meeting her, meeting her because she was very nice, very friendly. Oh, she's sweet. And then she yeah, was, yeah. I mean, she's sweet. Yeah, I mean, you got to love her. And then she goes, uh, and she's also like, how old are you? And I told her, and she's like, oh, oh, you seem like so much older, like more mature. And uh, I was like, oh, th- thank you. And and then I, I, under my breath, I was like, wait till you hear what I do for a living. And then like a couple minutes later, it comes out that I'm a, a magician. And then she just, she, her whole personality just switched toward me. All these like pointed, just like daggers of questions. Just like, uh, did you go to college? Um, did your, what was your degree in? Oh, psych- psychology? Wow. She goes, did your dad pay uh, for did that? Did your dad pay for that? <laughs> did your dad pay for the degree? Oh my God. I was like, so oh wow. So <laughs> this is when Clearly she thinks I've just uh, completely uh, failed my parents at, I was like, well, join the club. There's already two people in that club of People who think I've failed them as parents. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. My parents are great. They're very proud of me. But uh, it was really funny to, to, to meet her, and it was funny uh, to hear what she had to say about my career. Um, no, she's very nice. Yeah. Though. I mean, I've said this before on the podcast, you know, how many – how many? How how to lose a how to lose a girl or with one pickup line <laughs> hi, <laughs> by hi. telling your profession? It's a, hi, I'm Kevin. I'm a magician. I'm a magician. Yeah. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, though, like you know, in, until they figure out that I'm not like Vegas superstar, rich magician David Copperfield, I do I've, all right. You know. But I've heard from our producer Matt that at yeah. Harper and Riot, which is a local bar here, yeah. You go up and you just go, you know, you pull a quarter out of the girl's ear and you're like instant icebreaker. Oh, yeah. Uh, Matt Thomas and I have a history of going to Harper and Ride together because it's like three blocks from my house uh, on a Friday or Saturday night and just having it as the practice grounds for my magic tricks, my newest magic tricks. And it's very funny to to like see drunk people experience magic. Um, And it is a great icebreaker. Like you do get to chat with basically whoever – and people are like, wait, there's a magician in this bar? Okay, that's way more interesting than these people. I mean, you're way less to. basic than me, obviously. I'm way like, less basic. Yeah. These tricks so. are complicated. Like, you know, coins and ears, you know, ropes uh, being cut in half okay. and restoring. Wow. Handkerchiefs coming out of thumb tips. I mean, it's just... Wow. It's you're really kind of like a character from Princess Diaries. Oh, yeah, The that's awkward true. guy with the red hair. I know. Yeah, that was basically His only me. move is to <laughs> pull, 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 pull in a coin. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, the best uh, tactic to pick up a girl isn't to treat her like a vending machine. I think that's, that's a oh, quote, yeah, that from, was the, a that was a quote from, the, from the film. Um, I guess, shall we? Shall we do that film? Yeah, I we guess. anything else on our list to go through? No, I mean, I think that's I think that's it. I mean, I think the only thing we have to do is just address the elephant in the room. <laughs> Uh, Steve, right. it's growing on me. It's growing on me. Okay. Hey, Steve. Uh, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this. Um, now, I, I apologize to say, uh, or I, I'm sad to say, and I apologize in advance that I don't have a stump, James. You don't. You didn't there. find anything from the Princess Diaries. I couldn't find anything that was stumped. Wow. No. Uh, and honestly, I just didn't care enough to to try and find out something that would stump you. Too big of a rap star now. It's really. I've just gotten so big as a rap star that I didn't take any time out of my day to think about what the trivia question would be. It's difficult to walk down the street now. If people are like, oh my god, are you Kevin Ferguson, the this guy to get you in your speed, who's in the Speedo rap? Yeah. So Princess Diaries. Princess so Diaries. Released in 2001. Starring, I think the one of the film debuts 
uh, a woman still very famous 15 years later. Anne Hathaway. Uh, which is an accomplishment. Oscar winner, Anne Hathaway. Yeah. Um, much frizzier hair. Uh, legendary Julie Andrews, also known as Mary Poppins, and star yep. of The Sound of Music. Yep. Uh, they did see. have a star-studded cast in this film. Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore, even. This was like during her heyday, too. The original she- rom-com person. What was that movie that she was in? Or something with the... A Walk to Remember. A Walk to Remember, that's the one. Is that the only, only rom-com you remember? Yeah. 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 No, she was looking super cute in this movie. This is when she was like one of the four female pop stars. Remember right. Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson. Was she a pop star? She sang? She was number four on that list, I think. Was she a singer? Candy? You ever not heard Candy? I think I have, yeah. I'm missing you like Candy. Yeah, that was her? Yeah, I think right. she sang some other stuff. Interesting. That I really don't really remember. Don't I mainly remember her walk. And her guest stint on Entourage as Vincent Chase's oh, love yeah. interest. That's true. Yeah. yeah. She was a star of Aquaman in that movie, but she would never get that. Uh, Eric Von Detten, who... Oh, yeah. Classic. Wait, from... Disney Channel Brink? movie star. Brink. Brink. Yeah. That's the one? And also The 13th Year, which uh, was a big movie for me growing up because yeah. it was a swimming a swimmer movie. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. You know, any content that appeals... There's not a lot of content that appeals to swimmers. No. So, we had Swim Fan. You remember that movie? No. Starring Eric Christensen and Jesse Bradford? No. Um, well, we'll have to get to it one day. It's not really, <laughs> it's not really romantic and it's not really comedic, but it's more like creepy uh, stalker horror. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. And then also starring everybody in Gary Marshall's, he has all these actors that basically appear in every movie he does. Right. You know, his buddies, like Hector Elizondo is probably the most famous one, who plays the... Uh, head of security Joe right in this movie yeah and this is what we would call a cartoon that is a real life cartoon yeah uh, it is a butterfly cocoon into a butterfly story yeah um, she goes through she is a a metamorphosis first, yeah she goes from frizzy, frizzy unpopular unpopular I mean it, invisible it, to me it was like the first me kind of Marvelous. makeover movie where like yeah, so my, my first was, was She's All That. Okay. The famed uh, teenage comedy starring Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. Haven't seen it. And this is like kind of a joke about a lot of movies where they star- they cast an obviously very attractive famous actress. They ugly her up. They ugly her up with hair <laughs> and glasses, and then they bring in a stylist. Give her a unibrow. Yeah, give her a unibrow. <laughs> yeah, her eyebrow that was. The style said, this is like uh, Brooke Shields oh, and yeah. Groucho Marx Groucho and the Marks, baby. Right. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and the guy has this Italian, like, very, like, gay Italian accent. And the guy's played by the whitest guy on the planet. Like, there's yeah. some accents in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, they live in San Francisco. That's the main point of this movie, I think. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why we did it. And yeah. this movie is an absolute tragedy to San Francisco geography. Oh, yeah. So, so, like, during the entire time they're driving, you know, they're driving back and forth to her school, to her home, to, like, the uh, Genovian consulate, and, I mean, all around the city. And Wait, so what, let's explain to the audience, what is Genovia? Right. Genovia is a, a mythological, <laughs> <laughs> a non-existent uh, kingdom or queendom, queendom in Europe. In Europe, yeah. In between Italy and Spain. I don't know where it's in between Italy and Spain. I don't know if we ever figured out the said, exact geography. I think they said that. I think they said I, that in the movie. I, she's, Julie Andrews said she did a lot of trade with the Spanish. Yeah. But I always got the impression that it was kind of like the Liechtenstein or Luxembourg 
yeah. like kind of like that kind of area of Europe. So fictional area of Europe, right. famous for its pears. Yeah, Genovian pears, man. Yeah, the how's the pear trade going? Yeah. I think they're having a, ju- a, a pear juggler at their. Uh, they did. The they day. had one at the one at the ball. Yeah. But anyway, so 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 this movie essentially takes place where Kevin and I live, which is San Francisco. The, San Francisco, yeah. but more specifically, the Russian Hill area of mm-hmm. Russian Hill slash Knob Hill mm-hmm. area of San Francisco. Yeah, which is the northwest northwestern north right. eastern part. That's allegedly of where her school. It's is. allegedly where his school yeah. is called the Grove School, right. and which I think we fi- we figured out was actually a house in the Presidio Heights. Yeah, which and is, by and by figure that out we mean we recognized the neighborhood. Yeah, and didn't do any research. So there, uh, <laughs> we see. So a lot of the scenes are are Joe, the head of security for the Genovian uh, right. Queen, driving Mia, driving Mia around, and, and we're watching way. her go up one street, and we're like, wait a minute. There's no possible way she James, could be going on that yeah, J- same I mean, street. Yeah, I mean, James and I have lived here for like four years. Yeah, four and years. And we, we walk these streets like every day. I don't think anybody – I mean, they were basically trying to use the right, hills right, right. and use like – And um, so we like instantly we recognize – you know, you give us like a street look and we recognize right, what street yeah. that is pretty fast. And then, you know, the next cut of like continuing the conversation. Like the other side of the city. On like the whole other side of the city. It's like they're going – or they're like going to a location – but they're driving from the wrong place. So, like, if you're a native San Franciscan or, like, a you San Franciscan resident for a couple of years, you watch this movie and you get super – it, like, pulls you out of the like, moment because you're she, like, Wait, Is she teleporting? Is she, is like, not, apparating right. across? It's like <laughs> – Yeah. No, is she not only not. a princess? Is she also a wizard? Like, at one point, they're driving, like, to the Golden Gate, but they're that going was the, the, the wrong yeah. way on Lombard. They're, they're going <laughs> – no, she's going the opposite. She's going to Marin on Golden Gate, and right, all of a sudden, they right. end up – in Fisherman's Wharf. Right, the end of it at Musée Mécanique, right. Yeah, in Fisherman's, in Fisherman's Wharf. Wharf. right. And then, not only do they do that, they do the the lookout point, which is right next to the cliff house in the right. sunset. All, they go, so they, they go from They one, teleport, they walk a couple steps and end up at Cliff House from Fisherman's Wharf. So, it wasn't quite the most Yeah, so uh, Gary Marshall, great logical. romantic comedy director, but... You know, not a great San Francisco cartographer. No. <laughs> you know, just... That's we're true. sorry, we love you, buddy, but yeah, I think they were trying to take advantage of the cable cars for one, yeah, for and sure. the and the views of Alcatraz, but yeah. which also makes it super easy to spot, and the Transamerica building. But it was cool. It was they cool to like that thing. see them drive around, and and it's you know you you grew up in L A. L A. area, so you knew like you watch movies all the time, and you recognized locations in it. For those people who didn't grow up in Los Angeles or other huge cities where there aren't a lot of movies filmed in it, they didn't film a lot in Sacramento. No. No, no, unfortunately, no. Um, it is fun to get like a you know a physical like feel the physical location in the film. Yeah, one of the, the best ones right by my house is a street called Honolulu, uh, which is in this little like town like shopping district called Montrose. Mm-hmm. And during the Hangover, not the Hangover, the old school, old, old school. school. Sorry, okay. different uh, different Era. movie. Completely yeah. screwed that up. Yeah, it's okay. Um, same type of movie, but old school. Will Ferrell's streaking scene right. is actually down Honolulu. No way. Yeah, where he's like, we're going streaking! Yeah, 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 and yeah, he yeah. gets in the car naked with his yeah. wife. Yeah. That's actually down Honolulu. So I was like, huh. really good. Yeah. So yeah, no, this is cool. And that you we recognize to, that when you watch it. Oh, yeah. It's, You're like, it's oh unmistakable. Yeah. It's so, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just really obvious. Uh, so yeah, no, seeing this, seeing our, where we, you know, because I, I run, you know, all over the all over the city. Oh yeah, we walked. We walked you know, every all street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
it's it's uh, interesting. But uh, James has never been to Musée Mécanique where they filmed one scene. Um, no, I'm not. I you know. have to go. James, Usually you don't go in the Fisherman's go. Wharf. Although I did have dinner in the Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, you did a couple days ago. Yeah, it's a decidedly lower class uh, area. Wow. Uh, not lower class. Brutal. Lower <laughs> in quality. Lower <laughs> quality. Lower. Lower class. Culturally. Yeah. Um, lower, oh, lower all culture. The, all the low class citizens are over there. We keep them over there. With yeah, the sorry, that was super snobby of me. Actually, I had dinner no my, my birthday in uh, in Fisherman's Wharf, so I shouldn't be talking. I wasn't invited, apparently. It was just me and one other person. Oh wow! Yeah, so what it was the, at the Rainforest Cafe. The day after our birthday. Yeah. Celebration. Yeah, sorry, we had our one. We had our yeah, one thing. We had our thing. Yeah. So we, we still have the podcast. So we yeah, can, this we is all we got. It. You have your wrap. I had my dinner at the, the exactly. Rainforest Cafe. Anyways, <laughs> Rainforest Cafe. so the care. Let's introduce the characters in this movie a little bit, a little bit more. So okay. we have Mia Thermopolis and Hathaway, yep. who is just a normal San Francisco girl, awkward yep. San Francisco girl, not, not quite her, normal. Her mom, awkward. Her yeah. mom is an artist. Yeah, who lives in an, an old fire old station, old fire station, which I think is oh Soma. Yeah, she's Do you know how she rare that is. She. she <laughs> <laughs> she she has that she's like single and she's obviously like trying to date people or whatever and she at one point in the movie she mentions how she met some met a man who is employed has all his hair and like some other qualification and then she goes do you know how rare that is south so, of market south of market yeah which is like now like the tech center yeah, 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 of like yeah. the world and 15 years ago not quite so much yeah. but um it's also funny to like hear that like it's also James mentioned this while we were, while we were watching it like there there's one scene or there's a couple scenes where this like kind of uh, ter- tertiary character who's their next door neighbor just like says some coincidentally like, named Mr. Robitussin yeah Mr. Robitussin well you thought it was a joke uh, you thought I mean, she was thought making was... a joke about cough syrup and then she ca- keeps calling him that yeah no he's actually Mr. Robitussin but finish Robitussin, your point but uh, he's like you know he's like a the, both of the both her mom who's an artist and this next door neighbor both like kind of subscribe to this caricature of like the starving artist like the next door neighbor is yeah. like a screenwriter an author and so it's it is characteristic of the old school san francisco where people who did artistic work actually could afford to live and not just live but live in an enormous fire fire, fi- well fire she house. might have had some genovian child oh, support that we didn't know about yeah yeah that's true i mean because her right. so single mom ter- essentially yeah. but there was Turns a father out. figure and the father that she figure, was married yeah. to that I'm assuming she met at like Berkeley or Stanford. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think must have. I don't think a, the Genovian prince went to San Francisco State or Coming something. Out. UCSF. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. So we have Mia, her mom. Mm-hmm. Then we have the grandmother, mm-hmm. who is the queen of Genovia. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Julie Roberts. Ju- Julie Roberts. Julie, Julie Roberts. Andrews. Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. <laughs> Famed musical star Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Yeah. Uh, then we have the character of. Uh, the ugly best friend. I'm so sorry. That's so sexist. But <laughs> Who is what's her name? G- her, her real uh, life. Her real life name is Heather Matarazzo. But her, I, her movie name is Lily. Lily. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Lily's brother Michael. She's the ugly friend. And yeah, Michael is the Gordo character. Right. Yeah. Named after the uh, the smart, awkward best friend in Lizzie McGuire. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the Gordo character is basically McGuire. like. The, oh the guy that the, the guy that you're friends with but you don't think you're not romantically attracted to but in this case but, in but this case he's our, the one that sees you for who you are yeah but in this case our protagonist is interested in him at the think, end at the end well during, only after she realizes Eric Von Detten is an asshole I mean she did ask she'd like asked him for a date at some point yeah apparent yeah she did and apparently 
all it takes in this world to to get somebody to forgiveness is to send them a pizza right, right. with Skittles, Skittles in the shape of sorry. That spells sorry on it. Yeah. Which is a super power move that I, I mean, I feel like we don't have enough romantic gestures in our life. Maybe the problem is we don't have relationships in our life. But like if, if we had, maybe if you have relationships that are working, you don't need to do these things. But man, I wish there was a point in my life where I could send a girl a pizza, a full pizza that said sorry on it. Ladies, if well, you're listening, would you appreciate a romantic gesture? And what kind of romantic gesture would you be interested in? Please respond to us as soon as possible. Thank you. The tragic story of this podcast is <laughs> sometimes <laughs> there are men that do all those things and, and it's not enough. And still end up just alone on a Wednesday night recording a podcast on rom-coms. Yeah. So that might have been me. Um, anyways. <laughs> Did it just become too real, James, for you? Probably. Okay. Uh, anyways, our other character. So we have our two uh, villains. Uh, in the movie. Two villains. Two villains, yeah. Oh, They're both blonde, coincidentally. Yeah. Uh, you who's know, our, similar to the Game Game of Thrones. Blonde villains. Lannisters. I miss Game of Thrones. Sorry Lannisters, for that. That was a bad reference. Um, so we have Eric Von Detten and Mandy Moore. Er, yeah. So Eric, Eric Von Detten is of, the quintessential popular guy. Right, of Brink, the surfer bro. Yeah, but and Mandy Moore is a quintessential cheerleader, popular girl. Yeah. And they're both just... I mean, she is her cheerleader squad is vile. These students They're are the worst so high school students I've ever seen in any film. She's like literally. This is a. I cannot believe this is a Disney movie in two thousand one. The cheerleader says to Mia Thermopolis yeah. after she like threw up after debate thing. She says, "Did you just get back from the bulimic convention?" And I'm like, that yeah, wouldn't even yeah. have been flown in like the movie Mean Girls practically. I, I'm shocked that that line made it in there. That's yeah. so mean. Yeah. So cruel. It was really mean. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's like we'll, I guess cheerleaders and popular kids—that's their stereotype in yeah. actual movies. And we'll get know? to the, their later exploits in the movie, but let's get to the elephant in the room, which is holy shit! Mia's a freaking princess. Oh yeah, yeah. So she doesn't know she's a princess, and then all of a sudden her grandmother shows up, and she's a princess of Genovia. Of Genovia, the I, I don't even know if she'd heard of that country. No, she she wouldn't. She have, probably hadn't. But real. she kind of you know this is her Jon Snow moment is that she realizes that she's a royal birth. Yeah, and, and like Jon Snow, well, Jon Snow hasn't realized it quite yet. But uh, okay. like Jon Snow, the character, they don't want they have awkward frizzy hair. They or? have awkward frizzy long okay. hair. They have their bastards. Um, they both uh, <laughs> have. A oh, me as a bastard. Sword. Yeah. Is she? No, she's not. I don't know. I no, they were married. They were married. Yeah, yeah, but she doesn't have their it. bastards. Who, I'm who, just who, kidding. I was just oh, messing okay. with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they both don't want the power, right? That's true. They don't want the yeah. power. Mia's told that she's a princess, and she says, "No, I don't want to be a princess. I just want to be a nor. I just want to get through the tenth grade, like any tenth grader I mean, she's would." She's fifteen. This poor girl. She's fifteen. She's yeah. going to be sixteen soon, but she just wants to get through the tenth grade, like we all did. James, how was your tenth grade? I was on, I was on a quick decline. Uh, still my going. Eighth, my eighth grade, I, in eighth grade, I peak? peaked in popularity. Uh, <laughs> girls loved me in eighth grade. And I had like a girlfriend for like four days once, like one for like four hours. Dude, that's huge. One for like two days. Like just really a lot of, lot really of short term relationships. A lot of hand holding. A lot of hand holding. Really a lot of, lot of couple and night then, stands. A couple, couple hour stands. Yeah, a couple hour stands. And then I got to like ninth and tenth grade and just cratered. Cratered? Yeah. What do you attribute that to? 
I was like had brace your, your limbs braces. Growing my limbs are growing awkwardly. I mean, I just got more shy. If you haven't seen, I James, had no friends. James' arms I mean, are as long as his legs. I don't know if that's true or if that's, <laughs> that's actually not, accurate, no, but close true. enough. Yeah. But yeah, no, 10th grade was, I, I was super awkward too in 10th grade. I never related to Mia. I got, I think I got my brace off in 10th grade, mm. but I mean, I guess I had the, I was more popular outside of school and I had swimming at least that yeah. made myself feel good. If you were told in 10th grade, when you were 15, sophomore in high school, that you're, it turns out you're royalty, you're a prince. Well, Imagine yeah. you're a prince. To a small country in Europe, and you're heir to the throne, what would your reaction be? Holy shit, I'm going to get way more chicks. You're going to get way more chicks? That is true. You certainly would. The prince is the best job in the world. Nobody wants to be the king. No, but you would have to be the king, king eventually. Well, eventually. Yeah. But first I could, you know, marry Kate Middleton and crank right. out a couple kids and have a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, so you, I mean. You'd be pumped. Of course you'd be pumped. Would I mean, you? Right. I, I love my parents. I, I mean, I wouldn't want them not to be my parents. In but. today's in today's age, if you were if you had the choice of going and ruling a small kingdom, say five million people. Okay, what's their GDP? Uh, they're doing fine. <laughs> okay, they're doing fine. All right, let's right. work on your knowledge of GDP better, before you before the election <laughs> in, uh, in November. Be, better than November Greece. 8. Better than Greece. Worse than Germany. Okay. Um, All right, topical reference. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, you read your EU EU gossip lately? Yeah, yeah. of course I have. Uh, you know me. Uh, and uh, would you do it? Yeah, I'd do it. You would do it. Yeah. Trade this life to go rule a country. Probably. Yeah, me too. Absolutely, hundred percent. I was actually thinking that it would be fun to be like the governor of a small town. No, no, but royalty maybe. I mean, I. <laughs> You settle for far less than I do. <laughs> what do you mean, you're governor of a small town? You say I, I'm settling for royalty. You're, you're settling for a governor of a yeah, small town. Yeah, I'm. You, wait, you're settling. I'm settling for far less. Yeah. Than no, you. my life is awesome. Yeah, I wouldn't trade my life with pretty much anybody. I mean, for the yeah. most part. I mean, I would change a few major things, like my father not being sick. But yeah, I mean, for the most part, I have the best life I can imagine. So, but royalty with, and you don't really have a responsibility. Yeah, it's not like you're Obama and your your hair is going to go gray after eight years. You know, I mean, you're just you still got to rule a country. It's not like you're a figurehead, man. Like, you think, well, they have the prime minister that does all the shit. You think Queen, even you think Queen Elizabeth does all that shit? I'm not talking about Britain. I'm talking about they had the prime Genovia. minister. He appears in the movie. Was he the prime minister? Yeah, the guy that that does the the sorbet thing, where she. Oh really? She doesn't know what sorbet is. First of all, <laughs> right. she's so sheltered. Like anybody knows what sorbet but is. Second of all, the whole thing in sorbet, it. even that big of a spoonful wouldn't give you. That reaction, I mean, apparently, yeah. So there's a scene in this movie how where they're is sorbet at, colder than where they're at some state dinner, and Mia t- puts a whole you know, whole spoonful of uh, sorbet, sorbet in her mouth and gets brain freeze. And the prime yeah. minister and his wife, because they're nice people, uh, you know, both get brain freeze. They act like all like they have brain freeze. And I'm just like, she. I mean, you don't even do that with ice cream that much. Where you're just going like all in all no, in the mouth no, like she, that. I don't know. Yeah, she she's just really very awkward. Yeah, she's really very awkward. Yeah. I mean, she's terrible at softball. I'm still, I'm still thinking that to be like the mayor or like the governor of a small town would be pretty awesome. You don't want to be anything in American politics, man. I'm Why? telling you, it's hard. It's super. I mean, it's it's a thankless job. Yeah. It's an absolutely thankless job. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. You I just, mean, you, I think you get into it hoping that you could provide good and provide good change, and then people would thank you. 
and you'd be able to like enact and like the best. Uh, I mean, do the best. Just think about the, the president. Like, like think about the, like the presidents of the last twenty years. You're doing a great job if less than fifty percent of the country hates you. Yeah. I mean, if forty nine percent of the country hates you, you're doing a great I job. Mean, I think the problem is you can't always get what you want. I mean, man. small town, but you can try sometimes. <laughs> exactly. So like, try to be the ruler of a yeah. Genovia. Wait, speaking of, I don't know if you watched this, but uh, uh, tangent. Uh, John Oliver show. Have you, you seen? Know, it? Yeah, of right. course. It's great. He hates Britain. Yeah. But apart from that, he he's did it British, yeah, and he hates the country of England. He has a show called Last Week Tonight. If you haven't checked it out, guys, check it out. But he did a special on like or a, a bit in a show about music in the election year and, like, oh, how, and how, how Trump, used, yeah. how Trump was using music without the permission of like the the publishing agencies that own the music. And one of the one of the songs he he played. As he played on, or I don't know who's responsible for playing this, was you can't always get what you want. No, not that one. No, he played that. But that also, was... but also, it's the end of the world as you know it. <laughs> it's the end of the world as you know it, or as we know it. As he's walking on to the stage, that is hilarious. Funny story. I was sitting with my buddy at the Fourth of July. I could not believe it. And that he's that like, true. he had an Independence Day playlist. Yeah. And he and I, I guess he 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 was referring to the Fourth of July, right? And but I was thinking the movie Independence Day. Oh right! And so I was like, dude, <laughs> put on End of the World as we know it. And he's like, you were so like, you were so lost there. You thought it was Independence. Dude, Day? I love Independence Day, man. I was so disappointed by the sequel. I mean, even the original wasn't that great. Oh, you bite your tongue. Okay, you I'm bite sorry. your tongue, Kevin. I'll take it back. I take it back. Um, anyways, actually. Princess Diaries. What what can we say about this movie? I don't it, know, it, man. It is fun. It's funny. It's cute. Like the butterfly, the butterfly story of her is cool and everything. Yeah, and it's very—it's a sweet movie. It's a girl about coming into her own, and I mean, we left the big part of the movie where they just turn her into an attractive female. Right. Yeah, they did do that. I mean, and and it was quite the makeover. Quite the makeover. In terms of like makeovers in movies, from like Ugly Duckling to Hot Chick, which happens in films, uh, this one was pretty significant. Would you agree? Yeah, I mean the frizzy hair and the glasses and the eyebrows. I mean they really did all they could. Dan Hathaway, With, she's stunningly beautiful. I mean, and then just like all like they just they they had the most impressive makeup artist this side of the Mississippi. I mean Anne Hathaway is beautiful. Yeah. No, she is. She yeah. is beautiful. Rom com legend Anne Hathaway, by the way. Oh yeah, Devil Wears Prada, The Intern, some couple of classics I right there. Haven't seen those, but we'll get yeah, them. we'll we'll catch you up. Um, yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, but but the film. Yeah. Was not that good, to be honest. And I'm a little bit disappointed that I chose this one instead of Pretty Woman. I know, Woman we could have watched Pretty Woman. I feel like Pretty Woman was probably a good movie in general. Nominated for Best Actress, Julia Roberts. Yeah. And this was just, like, not that good. I, th- I only picked it because, as I said, I watched it as a kid growing up and I recognized This the is name. a movie made for children, though. It, was, it yeah, does it, it exactly its purpose. Like every little girl and apparently the little magician boys and I remember want to be princesses. I remembered so many mo- – I remembered it being so much funnier than it was when I watched it as a kid than this time. There were so many well, moments like, that I thought were hilarious. Same thing as kid. Eric Von Denton's movies like 13th Year and Brink. If we watched those back then, we'd be like, oh my god, so corny. Yeah. Like these movies have a targeted audience and we're For not – this movie is rated G. <laughs> it was released by the Walt Disney Corporation. Yeah. It is a movie about a girl who discovers she's a princess. And then, like, what do you expect from it? It is what it is. She becomes a princess and goes to rule a country. And she becomes a princess, yeah. And it's super, super corny. Well, she becomes famous. Right. Because right. her hairdresser spills to the world that she's a princess. Right. Of Genovia, and everybody freaks out because she's a 
princess of freaking the country with five million people and more pairs than people. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> honestly, like, it's, a, it's a little ridiculous. And then her friends try to cash in on her fame. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like The Bachelorette. It's kind of like our boys Aaron Rodgers and Robbie, the former competitive swimmer, trying to cash in on some fame, you know, for that. I mean, you know, Eric Von Detten and Manny Moore, you know, so they have that beach scene yeah. where, you know, he, yeah. In the end he of the takes mo- her to the, mo- you know, he takes her to the beach. Well, they have, they have like their Baker Beach party, which is the high school party at the end of the year, uh, where they all go to Baker Beach and have a party. And first of all, uh, Baker Beach is never warm enough to be swimming around and running around without shirts on in the evening. Uh, no. Maybe during the daytime. On a sailboat and then on a sailboat and a group performing. Oh, yeah. It was just – it, the, the, the weather of San Francisco would never be good enough to have this without people shivering cold. Uh, that's my but, beef. But – You know, well, this is where they're really – this is there's terrible people at this school. Oh, this yeah. This is where like yeah. – Mandy, so well, first start off with the guy who asked her to. So, Mr. Mr. Popular of the high school, Eric Von Det. Det- Josh, I think his name is Josh. Josh. Because oh, his his he names his boat the Joshy or something. <laughs> right, right, right. Huh. The Joshton or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, his his little sailboat. He names it after himself. But um, so they go to the the end of the end of the school year high high school party at Baker Beach, and she's invited by Mr. Popular because he's because she's now a princess, and he now notices her yeah, because she's a princess, yeah. and she's also had the makeover, so she's yeah. like, uh, "Which your best friend now. is super pissed at her, pissed at her for right. performing." And so she goes to the party. She is also hoping that Josh kisses her because and her like, foot pops. Oh my god, the foot pop moment. The foot pop is something I remember as a kid. Because I, at watching this movie when I was a kid, haven't hadn't kissed anyone. You know, fast forward six years after watching this movie, still haven't kissed anyone. <laughs> uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but so yeah, the foot pop moment. Apparently, she wants you know when she, she kisses someone for her foot. I could just see you doing your first kiss, like just kissing her, and just you just like peering out of the side. Like I was looking, moving to her cheek, and just being like, ah, when it, here's, for the foot here's, popping. Here's a fun fact about me: I was an open eyes, an eyes open kisser. For a while. That doesn't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> that does not surprise me in the slightest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kissed people with, with my eyes open for a while. It seemed weird to like close your eyes, but then I... Did they have their know. eyes open? No, they didn't have their eyes open. Well, good. <laughs> but I wanted to... I wanted Did to they see. know that you were looking at them? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. Most of them didn't until they, until they opened their eyes. And they're like, oh my God, what are, you, what are your eyes open for? So close to mine. Yeah, it feels more, you know... And then you told them, I'm reading your mind. Then I said, no, I'm trying to peer into your soul, baby. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> That's why I'm You never you never open eye kiss? Ladies, uh and gentlemen. I mean I've open eye I mean if you open eye kiss, uh let us know in the comments below. Moving on. I think I've open eye kissed in serious relationships before, but Yeah. I mean frankly I haven't kissed that many people. I mean I think a part of it is just trying to observe and be wary of what the other person's experience. I think that's the moment where you kinda of let it go. You like you let the observational go and just focus on the lips and the mouth. I'm too. I'm too. I'm too self-conscious. I have to like. I have to like. All right, what's going on in this other person's head? Are they enjoying? Kevin, this? you declared to the world of San Francisco that you're a magician. You got on stage and did your magical performance. How on earth are you self-conscious about kissing? 
Well, not anymore, but I'm saying I was, I certainly was when I started it. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm like a hundred percent not self-conscious now, but, uh, I also think that people on a unrelated note, I think people who perform on stage are tend to be some of the most self-conscious people because they're so aware of how they're coming across to people and also so I I think you're some of the bravest guy I know. About what they're, about. I think you're the bravest guy I know. That's why I'm I'm friends with you. I wouldn't say that. But. Besides your open mouth, or open eye. Open eye kisses. It is, you know. There's open mouth kissers, and then there's open eye kissers, yeah. and, there's and, then there's, and then there's me, both. So, anyways, her foot doesn't pop. No, it doesn't. During pop. this, she does end up kissing, and kissing our, kissing him, our friend and Josh. And yeah. he does it in front of the cameras. Oh yeah, so which is just cruel. We haven't mentioned that um, the the San Francisco Chronicle uh, and everyone, every other publication and media source in the major San Francisco area has started to just follow Mia around and Hathaway around her entire life trying to document her because she is just a sensation as a princess. And at this beach party, helicopters come, news helicopters, uh, reporters are crawling over rooftops literally to get a snapshot of her. And Josh, at this point when the media arrives to this Baker Beach party, he's, he uh, kind of like swiftly th- uh, runs away with her into this little hut that's on the beach trying to escape them. And then they have this awkward kiss that doesn't really work. And then they say, okay, well, I think the media is gone. And then he sneaks a smooch right in front of all the media. And she's busted by the queen. Because she, yeah. And you think that would be the cruelest moment of the evening? No. But no. Oh, yeah. She runs away and she... So then she's like, she pushes away from Josh. Josh is super, you know, like he was hamming up the moment. And she's like, wow, I can't believe you'd kiss me in front of all them. Like she basically molests her in front of the camera. Like she did not want to kiss yeah. him. He grabs her. Uh, and then she At runs away. he closed his eyes though to kiss her. He did close his eyes. Yeah, he did do that. Um, but then she runs away. And then the like trio of... Uh, popular girls, including Mandy Moore, the cheerleader squad that's typically evil. They co- well, they come and pretend <laughs> they you know, they're wolf pretend. in sheep's clothing. Right, exactly. They come and pretend that they're uh, they're her friend. They mm-hmm. offer her clothes. They give her a nice place to change. Out of her swimsuit this is, to get this the is warmer a clothes. This 15-year-old right? girl. Right. And they give her a nice place to change. And then they come and alert the press that she's right here and she's changing. And then they pull down... The, the the little like the little like yeah. enclave and exposure to the public. Yeah, she's sitting in this little tent, change tent or something, and she and the, teenage girls are the cruelest of all people. And they pull off the tent in the middle of her changing, and right, if she hadn't had the towel around her, she would have just yeah, been completely really so, naked. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, oh my god, they're so mean. It's like holy crap! I can't even imagine if this had actually happened. Uh, it would have been just so traumatizing. I mean, I mean, yeah, like. If, if anyone could remember the the fear of like being pantsed in high school, oh my god! Like, yeah. not just pants in high school. Oh my god! Someone might see your little wee wee or like your boxers yeah, no. or whatever. They but, didn't know I was a girl or not a shower then, you know. But then, but doing that in front of the news and the news and, a and being fifteen. Like, okay, first off, like she's fifteen. That's like that, really not allowed. Well, that's the more unrealistic. The San Francisco Chronicle. Is not posting a picture of a fifteen-year-old girl in a beach town in a beach towel on the front page. Oh hell no! There's just oh, no yeah. way. But really, the worst they, they they represented our San Francisco, our lovely San Francisco Chronicle, really poorly in this film. Yeah. So, anyways, that she doesn't want to be a princess then. 
No. She She's decides, sad. I'm not going to be she, a princess. Her I'm best friend hates her because her best. she didn't go on her cable show, right. which is watched by 12 people. Yeah. Coincidentally, also the number of people that are listening to this podcast. Yeah, true. No, we have more than that. Wow. 67 listens on our last one. So wow. That's pretty big. And on all platforms? Uh, no, that's just SoundCloud. We can't tell who listens to it on our Apple iTunes podcast. You know what? Honestly, that's more than I thought. That's pretty good. But anyways, and then her best friend, or no, it's like the best friend's brother who has a crush on her yeah. and also looks yeah. a lot like Paul McCartney right, circa right. 1967. He's the, he's the he fifth Beatle. He's also in a band. Yeah. He plays a keyboard. With Skittles on it while he's playing. With Skittles on it. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know why, but um, anyways, he plays it with Skittles on it and it's, it's great. Uh, and she turns him down. She was going to go watch him play at his garage. Yeah. No, she turns him down for Josh. For Josh, yeah. It turns out horrible. Her grandmother hates her. Josh hates her. No. The the beetle, Uh, the fifth beetle, hates her. Her best friend, Lily, hates her. And she's she's going to run away with her cat. She's a bad place. And so the night of what was going to be her announcement that she was either going to take on the role of being the princess or not take on the role of being the princess. By the way, so apparently if she doesn't become the princess... Of Genovia, oh, yeah. the whole country like dissolves into like some other country or something, like or the, some I don't. She said or some the, evil the monarchy, baron. The monarchy, the monarchy ends and the oligarchy rules, which Literally. is like these yeah. two rich kind of people who are in the wings of the movie the whole time, uh, just kind of like in yeah. the scenes like of the all the ugly stepsisters. Yeah, exactly. Ugly baron, yeah, exactly. It's the ugly stepsister taking over. Exactly. Um, yeah. And uh, so. First off, Mia, a little selfish. Yeah. Come on. It's okay. a whole country. I mean, she you didn't know. just hear about this like a month and a half ago. That's so. true. Yeah. She literally never met her father. No. She just found out she's a princess. It's kind of yeah. cruel to her 15-year-old. Yeah. I mean. Um, but as we mentioned, we would take it. So if there's any. But let's see. What, what was her. needing rulers. Were. Oh, she finds a letter to her father. Right. And that, or her father's letter to her. Right. That changes her mind and makes her want to be a princess. And her, it's 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 her father's side that is the royal. Side. Yeah, it's her father's. So <clears throat> her father was the crown prince of Genovia who right. passed away in a car accident. Apparently, his mom is Julie Andrews, the current ruling queen, mm-hmm. but she can't really be queen because she married into royalty. But she's serving as a queen now. Yeah. So she yeah she know. so basically like she decides well I'm not cut out for this I'm going to run away and mm-hmm. she's she decides to run away on the night. That she's going to announce to the press and public and all the, you know, people invited to this ball. The the press of San Francisco seems very involved with the Genovian Independence yeah. Ball. Yeah, I can't imagine that happening these days. Like it's funny <laughs> to think about like the I mean the difference in the press fifteen years ago versus now. Like there's no, there's I don't no way. I don't, I don't think it's a difference in the press now. I think I just don't think that would have they been a difference. Care about yeah. Genovia. We, care got about bigger, Genovia. we got bigger bigger problems even in even in two thousand. 1999, when this was released. 2001. 2001, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she decides to run away. It's, of course, as the rain. rom-com trope is pouring rain, rain uh, which doesn't happen that often in San Francisco, although I have been caught in a storm or two, James. Yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, so she decides to drive away in her Mustang, in the pouring rain, up the hill that she couldn't navigate earlier and got into a crash with her grandma and then ran into the trolley car. Uh, and then she, um, you know, and then she's, yeah. And then Joe, who's a head of security, right. uh, Hector Elizondo pulls up and Rescues saves her. her. And you know, what's weird in the limo, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what's weird is she gets in the front seat and there's another driver 
So does Joe sit all the way in the back of the limo? There was another driver this time? Oh, yeah. well, he typically isn't the driver. He's typically, like, the head of the security. No, but he drives her around. Yeah, but he drove her around because the... Because <laughs> but do you think he sat as far back at limo? That seems weird. I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, she goes to the ball. She decides... She goes up in sweatpants. She get, she delivers she a up. far worse speech than Obama. I mean, come on. Anybody, but, I mean, anybody does that. It's yeah. a Disney movie. Uh, and decides to rule Genovia. Genovia, yeah. In sweatpants. Well, she'll probably, in wet hair. Yeah, but she does say it when she's wearing sweatpants and has wet hair, but she's uh, uh, probably going to rule Genovia with regular clothes and, like, well-done hair. And an iron fist. And an iron fist. Anyways, yeah, and then she, her and Michael... Kiss in the fount in the outside of the oh, Genovia yeah. console. Yeah, and her foot pops. And her foot pops. And conveniently hits the switch for She's not a only the, woman. not only the fountain, but all of the the lights in the background. There barely is one switch. To one turn everything switch on. basically turns on the fountain, all the fairy lights, all the just like you know, yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, but I'm sure eight year old girls loved it, and ten year old magicians. You know, I saw eleven year old. I saw this movie in the theaters. I liked it. Did you? Yeah. 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 I mean, I thought it was good too when yeah, I watched no. it. I mean, this time, uh, will they stay together? Uh, coincidentally, <laughs> there's a sequel to this. Oh, there is. Yeah. This. Princess Diaries two. The royal engagement. Oh my god! Wait, with her and Michael? No, because that would have caused a Genovian succession crisis. Oh god! <laughs> and Chris Pine. Plays like the suitor. What? And they don't stay together. They don't. He, they don't stay together. Yeah, no. So they don't. He's like a Genovian aristocrat or something. And yeah. he, he's kind of like that Matthew McConaughey bad boy rom com guy. Yeah. And she like turns him good. She finds out he's actually good. And then they, I think they get married. Yeah. And they save Genovia. Okay. This movie didn't really have a meet cute. No. I mean, yeah, it wasn't our traditional they already, romantic comedy. They already knew each other. This wasn't really a rom com like our other rom coms. Yeah, but on the IMDb titles no, of the genre, yeah. it was romantic comedy, comedy. family, family. So yeah. this is a lot of family comedy. Yeah, yeah it was a family rom com for sure. Well, um, what else we got? I think you know. I, I got to be honest with you, James. I think that's. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, we didn't have any unnecessary facts of the week this week, but I, I mean... Step up your game, bud. What are we going to do? I don't know. All hail the Queen of Genovia. All hail the future Queen of Genovia, you know? And I think I think the moral of the story is, like, if anyone wants to give James and I, James or I, or a and I, a kingdom, like, we will take it over and yeah. do well. I will. It. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. Maybe with a better Gary Marshall movie. Hopefully. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bros Do Rom-Coms. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider subscribing on iTunes by clicking the link in the description. And if you haven't found us online yet, don't you fear. It's very easy. You can find us on Twitter. We are at Bros Do Rom-Coms. Facebook at facebook.com slash bros do rom-coms. And even Instagram. Yes, we're on Instagram at bros do rom-coms. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.